Well, in closing, just I want to give a brief uh, pastoral charge. So I have six things I want to give them in about six minutes or so. Might be a couple more minutes. I'll see if I can do six things in six minutes, and then we'll close with our final song. First, just want to thank you men for coming today. Thank you for spending the rest of your Friday with us here at this conference. Thanks on um, behalf of me and those that put this on. Thanks to your spouse. Thanks to your wife, if you're married, and to your kids for giving you up for the day as well. It's great to see Grace Sharja here, Pastor Ron, and thanks for coming and bringing such a great crew. I know some of the rest of you are from other churches as well. I know many of you are from Redeemer. It's a blessing to have you today. Let me just give you, some of you I'm your pastor, some of you I'm not, but let me just give you a closing charge, just six things uh, that I want to leave you with as we wrap up this great conference. Number one, I just want to encourage you, more important than anything, is that you need to know Jesus. If any of these things are going to go right, if we're going to fight purity, if we're going to have godly friendships, if we're going to understand true greatness, you've got to know Jesus. You've got to know Christ. Knowing Jesus is better than life itself. Seeing Jesus, being loved by Jesus, walking with God, delighting in God, knowing God. There's nothing more important than knowing God and being known by him. So friends, if you're a Christian here today, you've got to walk with Jesus. You can't do any of these things. You've got to abide in the vine or you can't do any of these things. And friends, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, maybe a friend brought you and you don't normally attend a Christian church, know that God is a holy and righteous God and yet you and me, all of us, have sinned against that God. And we deserve death and judgment. And the only way out of that judgment, the only way to eternal life, the only way to be reconciled to God is to repent of your sin and trust in Jesus to save you. So friend, if that's you, do that even today. I'd love to talk with you afterwards. Any of this, John and Garrett are here. We'd love to chat with you. A lot of our Redeemer elders are here. Pastor Onden is here. Don't leave tonight not turning to Jesus. He is your only hope. Well, number two, you've got to know God. Um, but number two, know, know a brother. Know your brothers in Christ. If, if, if no one knows you, if you don't have a friend that Garrett talked about, just a friend, just one person that knows your heart, one person that knows what apps on your phone you struggle with, one person who knows if you looked at pornography, one person who knows that you struggle with pride, one person who knows how much you give to the church and how much you struggle with generosity or with greediness. Friend, if you don't have a brother, I pray that you would find one. Just, just ask someone. Literally, just go to someone and say, I need a friend and I need to share. And I I just want to tell you about what's going on in my heart. So friend, know a brother. Confess specific sins specifically. Share your life. Number three, know yourself. Know Jesus. Know a brother. Know yourself. Friend, cut off your sin. Know how you struggle. Know what temptations face you. Know what situations lead you to temptation. And just cut it off. You know, some of us laughed uh, when Garrett mentioned needing a code to add an app to his phone. You remember that? <laughs> Heard a lot, of, a lot of laughter. I don't know why we laughed. Maybe it's just because it sounds so foreign that a 40-year-old pastor would need someone else to put a password on their phone to download an app. But, but friend, it's not really funny, is it? He does that because he loves Jesus and wants to honor God. And I don't know what it is for you. Uh, I know I need guardrails like that. I don't don't know what it is. I remember back when I worked in the dormitories at university, one day I saw my friend Philip just carrying a big TV down to the dumpster. He threw his TV in the dumpster in front of many of us. It's because he couldn't stop looking at things on his TV that he shouldn't be looking at. So friend, don't look at pornography on your phone. 
Just, just don't, don't do it. Don't, don't have a smartphone. Don't sit in your computer late at night masturbating, looking at porn while your wife is asleep or as a single person in, in your privacy of your own apartment. Don't do that. Just cut it off. Throw away your phone. Do whatever it takes. That's what Garrett was getting at. Put passwords on your phone. I'm sure there's members of your church that would love to help you do that. Follow Jesus. Number four, know the church. Don't do it alone. That's why we have church membership. True greatness is joining the church and confessing that you can't do it alone. I know for me as a pastor, I'm not going to ever be a part of a church that doesn't have church membership. And I'm never going to be a part of a church where I don't join because I need that wall of protection. I need uh, those guardrails to help me so that when I veer off into some sin, I know that my church members are going to call me back. So if you're not a member of a, of a church, join. If you came with Pastor Anand in today and you're not a member of Grace Church in Charge, join. If you attend Redeemer and you sit on the, kind of the, the outskirts of the, the room and you leave, Without being known, join. If you're here and you're not a part of a healthy church, join one. Number five, know the seriousness of your sin. Singles, married, teenagers. I love seeing all the teenagers here. Love seeing you guys up in the front. I love seeing you listening. Save your soul. Sin will steal from you. I don't know if you were sobered hearing Pastor Garrett share his uh, his wife, Carrie, when she was 13, writing that letter to him. And sin steals. Whatever it is that you're tempted, teenagers, follow Christ. I promise you will regret your sin. You will regret it. Follow Jesus. Turn to him. Do whatever it takes. Number six, for the married men in here, know your wife. Love your wife. Know her. Care for her. True greatness is serving your wife. True greatness right now is going home. I know you're tired, but it's going home to serve your wife. Tomorrow, maybe you have another day off. Maybe you don't. Serve your wife. Love your wife. Know your wife. Care for your wife. Pray for your wife. And talk to her about your heart. Talk to her about your emotions. Talk to her about spiritual things. Talk to her about physical intimacy. When I do premarital counseling, I tell couples, talk about sex with your wife. Talk about how it's going. Talk about if it is going. Don't, don't leave awkward conversations. I had a friend that I was going through seminary with, a man training to be a minister, who once told me that it was just too awkward. He just couldn't do it. He just couldn't talk to his wife about sex. They hadn't had sex in a couple months. He just couldn't do it. And so what he did instead, he just said, I, just, I, look at, I don't look at pornography, actually, but I masturbate. I just take care of it that way. Uh, I can't do it. And I urged him, talk to your wife. God has given marriage. One of the reasons he's given marriage, as we see in 1 Corinthians, is that there is a healthy outlet in marriage. Talk to your wife. Share your struggles. Love her. Pray for her. Serve her in that way. Men, honor your wife by pursuing Christ and pursuing her. I could say much more, but I want to pray. So let's pray for these things and ask for God's help. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for tonight. Thank you that we can talk about friendship and purity, marriage and singleness. We could talk about what it means to be a great man of God. It means being like Jesus. It means stooping down. 
Not going up, but stooping down and serving those around us. Not being selfish, not serving our flesh, but serving Christ and others. Oh, Father, would you help us as men honor you? It's, it's hard. Our flesh is weak. The devil is out there. The world tempts us. Dubai anesthetizes our soul. Don't let us give in to that. Let us follow Jesus. Give us strength. Even tonight when we go home, would we not look at pornography? Would we not be selfish? Would we not want to be served? Father, would we not reject friendship with other men because we're afraid of being known? Would we open up our hearts because nothing is more important than our relationship with you, Father? And so would we do whatever it takes to cut off our sin? Would we be known by others and not be ashamed because we care about what you think about us? Oh, Father, would we pursue Jesus? Would we walk out of this room changed, transformed? Would this not be a waste of six hours, God, but would you have worked in our hearts even now? Father, use us as men here in Dubai, in Sharjah, in the UAE to show the world what Christ is like, to show our family what Christ is like, to show our fellow church members what Christ is like, to show the non-believers here in this country who don't know Jesus, would they see what Christ is like by looking at our lives? Would it be evident by our words and works that Christ alone is our significance, our security, and our comfort? We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.